Greetings, Flash Podcast listeners. This is Andy B., your host and producer of this podcast, just leaving you a little bit of a cold opening before we get to the actual episode of this week's podcast. So, usually when the show is over, you know, we you know we hear the theme song, and then it plays out, and then it's done. But this week, we're doing something quite different. We're actually doing our first post credit scene if you you know if you're a fan of the most in my universe and some of the x-men movies and whatnot they do these codas these post-credits scenes where you get a little extra scene a little extra snippet of something that uh, they want you to see maybe to lead up to something that is coming and we're doing it this week we de- we do have a very special announcement that we wanted to make we wanted to make it as a separate thing but also have it be part of the same episode as we're you know we're getting close down to the end of season 2.5 getting ready for season three so when you're done listening to the discussion about flashpoint which is an amazing amazing discussion by the way then you and then you listen to the amazing theme song by mike schmidt then stick around and listen to what amy laura and i have to say as uh, we do have a special announcement so listen to, to the whole thing and we yeah uh, let's make sure to stick around so with that with all that said cue the music hi this is wentworth miller you're listening to the flash podcast Welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things ready to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron Slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and this is one of our our penultimate uh, episodes of the summer season, as we're just two weeks away from the season three premiere of CW's The Flash title, Flashpoint. And that, that word is a key word for this week's episode. But before we get to that, I um, want to introduce uh, our lovely co-host, Amy Marie, and returning for the first time in a very long time, Miss Lauren Galloway. So ladies, how are you guys doing tonight? Ooh, doing good. I'm stoked. It's raining here in SoCal, so Lauren and I are both really much, very much enjoying any sort of thing that we could ever qualify as weather. It's fascinating to us. After this call, they're probably going to become speedsters, and then we will never hear from them again. So, because you know, know what you know what happens with rain and thunderstorm. You know, they're probably uh, probably nothing. But you know, in my head, people become superheroes when they get struck by lightning. Uh, but <laughs> we're we're also joined by uh, another awesome person tonight. Uh, he's a writer of ScreenRun.com, and he's he's just all sorts of awesome. So please, guys, welcome Andrew Dice from ScreenRun.com to the Flash Podcast. So Andrew, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you. That's a very nice intro. I'm I'm disappointed. The music is not played live. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you mean the listeners are aware of that? I was I was waiting for some just salty guitar licks, and there are none. <laughs> Amy, we could sing it. We could sing it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a preview of uh, the podcast musical that will come next year. So, uh, no, but I'm, I'm we're excited to have you on and. But before we get to this week's uh, discussion, our main topic for, um, for you know, for this episode, 
we do have a very particular news item to discuss. And for anyone who doesn't like to get spoiled on episode titles, which, you know, I mean, this is the first time in a very long time that where an episode title gives away a lot of things already. So if you don't want to be spoiled, even though I'm probably going to spoil it in the episode blog post on the website 8 away tomorrow morning, so it doesn't matter. But if you don't want to be spoiled, if you don't want to read the blog post, skip ahead about two minutes. Amy, what's the name of episode seven uh, of The Flash, which will be directed by Kevin Smith, who was on season two? Okay, is this super confirmed? Because I'm not yes. sure if it's super confirmed yet. Yes, you can it see you can li- you can literally see it through the damn script page. <laughs> well, in that case, Kevin Smith, you just gave away the biggest spoiler because he tweeted out a picture of the cover of the episode he's directing, which is episode seven of season three. If you look really close in the upper middle section, you can look through the front page and see that the title of the episode is Killer Frost. Dum dum dum. No. What about you, Andrew? What are your first thoughts? Uh, I mean, it's about time. That's honestly my first thought. <laughs> Lauren, what about you? I know you're a huge Caitlin friend. I, I am. I love Caitlin. I think she's great. I think that this episode could possibly be a red herring for the actual Killer Frost coming back. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the episode where Caitlin's mom comes to town and that mm. she has this kind of icy persona. But it would be very cool to dive into a conversation with Caitlin about whether or not she wants powers, whether or not Cisco could give her some kind of gauntlets that could recreate the Killer Frost, um, you know, the powers that she has. But, you know, at the same time, I think any time we get an episode that focuses on any of the female characters on the show makes me really happy. Because, as I have said many times on the show, The Flash really is a boys' club. And, you know, we talk a lot about... I mean, the show's about Barry, so we get mostly Barry. But I love the fact that, you know, we get to learn more about Iris, that we get to learn more about Caitlin. And Caitlin, in particular, I feel like she suffered the most heartbreak because she lost Ronnie twice, and then she got completely duped by Jay. So hopefully she gets an episode to kind of explore those emotions and those feelings. And if her mom comes to town in the midst of her kind of dealing with the aftermath of what happened with Jay Garrick, I think that could be very interesting. I'm I'm so happy someone else has, has brought up the fact that uh, I don't know if I want to say that every female character in the show has been underserved uh, at this point. You, but... you can say it, Andrew. It's okay. No, it's okay. true. Yeah, we've said it plenty um, of times here, so it's fine. It's yeah, you know, uh, I'll, the the scene where we got to see uh, Danielle Panabaker play both sides of a conversation uh, and Iris as detective uh, Iris are, are two of, you know, the favorite scenes of last season of the show. So, yeah, if Killer Frost is an opportunity. Oh, my God, in the karaoke episode. Okay, I don't oh. want to go too far back, but... Yeah, any chance for, uh, you know, it kind of seems like fun, a very different kind of fun comes with those scenes and those kind of storylines. So I'm I'm all for it, even if it might be, you know, like the one dose of this that we get this season. I'm even happier that that Kevin Smith is uh, potentially, you know, handling that. And as we've seen with Kevin Smith is we always I guess we kind of assume when we see Kevin Smith that it's going to be this real comedic episode but i mean we saw what he did with the runaway dinosaur i think that episode for for a lot of us hit us in the feels harder than a lot of the other episodes so he knows how to how to embrace the emotion that the episode is trying to portray so whatever is going on in this episode 
I, I have complete faith in him. And that's something that I'll be perfectly honest years ago. I don't know if I would have said, I just hadn't been a huge fan of, of his stuff. It doesn't mean I didn't like it. I just, you know, I was like, yeah, okay. And then he started doing some stuff more recently. And then the runaway dinosaur was just a superbly, superbly fantastically done episode. So I'm, I'm really stoked for what this is going to bring. Yes. I just want to put my two cents into this whole kill process because there are, two, there are two things that could happen. It, one, and this has to do with this little thing called Flashpoint, that our sweet old Caitlin may be about to be done as, you know, maybe this will be the episode that I should do make her become, you know, Killer Frost of Earth 1. But the other thing is, Caitlin Snow isn't the only Killer Frost in the DC Universe. We have Crystal Frost and Louise Lincoln. So... Either this is the introduction, you know, like like Lauren said, this could be a red herring, but maybe there's it's a different Killer Frost, or maybe it's Killer Frost in a different meaning. But I think that there's a chance that maybe we will see someone like Crystal Frost or Louise Lincoln that might be whatever version they bring of Killer Frost might be a one of, but whatever that one of Killer Frost does will be something that will eventually transform R. Kalen into Killer Frost because um because I always liked you know when whenever comic books deals with legacy characters whether it's heroes or villains and uh, we haven't seen a lot of legacy villains uh, on comic book tv as far as i know i know there was deathstroke and that was pretty much it uh, but i'm i'm hoping that that we might see one of the other killer frauds it could i mean it wouldn't make sense if maybe her mom was you know like you know surprise honey i'm actually a metahuman and i can produce eyes uh or something like that and she is you know she's being introduced in episode five i believe or four uh, and she's been said that she's going to be recurring so i mean could she show up here too there's always a chance but um i'm still just wondering if they leaked that title on purpose or if Kevin who you know I love Kevin Smith you know with all my heart but I wonder if he really didn't know that no, that seafood page it's got to be intentional because if it wasn't he would have deleted it I think exactly Although I guess that would have drawn more attention to it I don't know yeah you know you don't want to you you don't want to uh, see people showing you your receipts or whatever the kids are calling it these days um or you know I mean, I call it screenshots, but apparently it's called receipts now. So, um, but yeah, but it's it'll be interesting to see how this episode plays, and also because this is the last episode before this little I don't know. I've heard about some random crossover between four shows this fall, so you know, I wonder if could this episode maybe have an effect on it? Um, but I guess we will have to wait and see. But um, another flash news. Um, other than that, uh, but I'm sure something will break right before when Annie releases the episode because this is this is the podcast the podcast world. I never have luck with this. There's pro- they're probably going to reveal some badass costume tomorrow, and I'm going to have to be like, gotta wait a whole week to talk about that. So, but let's get to what we came for for tonight. Uh, one of the things that we all three of you know three of us throughout the whole season and the moment. Amy and Lauren picked, you know, picked up this book, you know, back in season one. We've all talked about it. We've gushed about it, but now we're finally doing a full-fledged episode about this. So, Amy, what are we talking about tonight? Not gonna lie, really excited about what we're talking about. We are finally talking about the Flashpoint comic, not the movie, which we did last week, but we're actually talking about the comic that was actually the comic that made me fall in love with comics. We get to talk about why we love the comics so much. So first off, just general thoughts. Let's start with our guest, Andrew. 
when you first read this comic, take yourself all the way back. What are the first things you thought? And then looking back, now that you know how big this story became in the DC universe, what are your just general thoughts on the Flashpoint comic itself? Yeah, you hit on it pretty well there. I I thought as I was reading it that this was... Because I was coming off of uh, the Flash rebirth and, you know, uh, Infinite Crisis and all of that around this kind of coming into the 2000s and kind of reshaping the DC universe. And I was expecting with with Flash rebirth and with that, uh, that this was going to be a very important story to Barry. And as I was reading it, it, it kind of had that flavor to it that a lot of DC crossover event stories have you know where it is kind of it's like uh batman zero year where where it's an opportunity for other writers to kind of have a little fun change up their characters and maybe release some new issues that are that are showcasing talent that i did not know what it was going to have my my first instinct or my first thought when i was reading it was this is almost instantly uh, a pretty defining story for barry uh in my mind um, of course, that means the reverse Flash is there, uh, even if he only arrives eventually. Um, but yeah, it it did feel like, I think in you know you said this this comic obviously struck such a chord with you. This this is almost a a a series that has just about everything in it that you would hope for from a Barry Allen story, uh, including sacrifice. From him which is which is the biggest thing uh, like multiple times throughout the story it seemed like it was the first time that I was Barry was on my side and I was there with him trying to you know watching him climb his way back to being the hero that he thought he was and knew he needed to be and usually the stories especially with rebirth and everything he's kind of like godlike almost uh, the show hasn't gotten there and and I don't know if it ever will because it is kind of hard to do. You need to come up with ways to ground him. So everything with with his friends who didn't recognize him and uh, he's just a guy and to realize that he's kind of having this trick played on him, it it makes Barry almost more sympathetic than I think he's almost ever been. And he's a pretty sympathetic guy, uh, you know, to be towards. So uh, I, 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 you know, we can... I don't know if we want to touch on all of the side stuff that was going on with it, but just Barry's story in it. Um, it really felt like this was such a, a, a cutting down to the core of who the man is, not necessarily the superhero. Uh, and then by the time it got to the end, when it was just, uh, I mean, the, the, the glory of the, the story almost goes to the Batman idea, uh, the Waynes, but um, Barry with Reverse Flash, I mean, it is, it's probably... And I would probably say this about the best Flash stories are the ones that mean the most to me. It is the most tragic and the most beautifully triumphant at the same time. Uh, And again, as massive as this story gets, it kind of ends with him just doing the right thing on on a very small scale, on the scale of something that would affect, in his mind, nobody but himself. Uh, which is kind of amazing. And then <laughs> I didn't quite understand what the end of that story was when they were absolutely reshaping the entire universe around him. But, uh, you know, as is usually the case when Jeff Johns gets anywhere near uh, <laughs> a, a Justice League character, it kind of is massively reshaping things. But, uh, I mean, 
it, it, the result of the new 52, it has kind of become its own thing apart from Flashpoint, but I still think that that's probably a good thing that, that 15 years from now or 20 when things have been rebooted again and again, you can still come back and see Flashpoint and knowing absolutely none of the other effects that it had on anything else, I think this is one of the, the best Barry Allen stories. Uh, and again, I'm absolutely stunned we're here so soon with, with the TV version, but um, I, I think we'll talk about this later. The core of this story that I love so much uh, can absolutely be adapted without almost any of the other characters. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing that really resonates with me is that scene between Barry and his, his mother at the end of it. Uh, I mean, that's just... I can't imagine any other superhero having that scene. And that's just a testament to the character and the writer and the story that got it there. So I, like you, I mean, I would understand how someone could fall in love with the medium after this story. So, uh, and reverse flash totally got what was coming to him. So it's a perfect story. (laughs) It's a perfect story. I like it. Got his comeuppance. Lauren, what about you? You and I actually read this comic about the same time. I think I actually, I lent you my comic. Um, what were your thoughts when you read it? Well, I don't think I can say anything nearly as in-depth or profound as what Andrew just shared. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just really, really, really well said, Andrew. Um, you know, my perspective is very different because I watched season one of The Flash first and then got into The Flash comics. So my first experience with comic book Barry Allen was Flashpoint. And I think that's a very interesting point for someone like me to jump into because, you know, I was watching him on television and getting to know this kind of lighthearted, jovial, and yet kind of tragic character that, you know, the person that Grant Gustin was bringing to life every week and just totally falling in love with him as a superhero and, you know, just loving what he stands for and his passion. And and yet he's marked by this tragedy that happened in his life. And then to have, you know, people that have read the comic so frequently ask, you know, on Twitter and on social media, oh, I wonder if The Flash is ever going to do Flashpoint. It was kind of like, it was kind of like Marvel fans asking, are we ever going to see Civil War on the big screen? Like, like a really big comic book storyline that, that made an impact on people when it came out. And then being able to read it and then being one of those readers who was like, oh, my God, they're going to do Flashpoint in the show. I know what this is about it's interesting to have that kind of perspective of it. And then especially because of the most recent flash comic that's come out for the new DC rebirth line and what happened there and how that ties all the way back into flashpoint. Um, it's definitely a very important story. And I encourage any of our listeners, you know, if you haven't read it, you know, go on Amazon or go to your local comic book store and get your hands on this because it is very well written and it has some incredibly emotional moments and, I was even watching the movie today just as a refresher of some of the plot points. And, you know, I think a lot of people talk about this when they talk about Spider-Man in the Marvel universe, how he always has to choose between, you know, uh, having dinner with Aunt May or going on a date with Mary Jane or going to save the world or going to save someone's life and how Barry Allen, he's kind of that character too, where like he can't have it all. And I feel like, I like the fact that Flashpoint addresses that question, you know, can a superhero who literally deserves the world given to him on a silver platter for how much he's done, can he have it all? Can he have the girl? Can he have the family? Can he have his mom back? And unfortunately, he can't. And that's heartbreaking because we want our heroes 
to be able to have everything that their heart desires because they deserve it. And yet when Barry has the opportunity to change that one thing, it would be very much like Batman being able to go back in time to save his parents, to save Martha and Thomas Wayne. And it's, and it's also kind of like, it's a wonderful life glimpse of, you know, if Barry didn't become the person that we know him to be, how would the world look different? And in Flashpoint, it's extremely exaggerated because the entire world is completely falling apart around them. And uh, it, it definitely left an impact on me. It was, I think it's the first comic book I ever read cover to cover. Just in one sitting, I sat down and just couldn't put it down. And the fact that they are adapting the story for the television show, I think is going to give us an even more intimate look at who is Barry Allen and what makes him the most unique and special superhero that we have on television today. Andy? Oh, you expect me to be able to follow up with what those two just said? Because I, I, I am nowhere as near as smart as those was as what those people just said. I, oh boy. Um, I mean, I remember the first time I read Flashpoint, and it was because I was, you know, still also in a, you know, even though I had, you know, been following comics since 2011 with the New 52 and all that, I was, you know, I was still getting into the world of the Flash by 2014. Yeah, that's when the show got announced. I, when I, you know, when I went all got all those comics, whatnot. Flashpoint was. I couldn't. I didn't realize at first how massive it was. You know, because all I kept thinking was that you know, oh, the new Fifty Two. You know, they just rebooted everything. You know, through some you know light switch or whatever. And uh, but seeing what this story did and kind of. You know, because, you know, the Flash I always grew up with was with, was Wally, you know, whether it was through the animated shows or the animated movies and whatnot. Wally was always yeah. the Flash I grew up with. I think most of us, many of us, even many of our listeners grew up with. But seeing the type of hero Barry was and, you know, and I, it made me, that's where I really fell in love with him. And, you know, even though Rebirth was the first one I read, Flashpoint was where I really was like, oh my God, he's so self, he's so selfless. He's, he, he like even though he could have his mom back in his life and you know even though if it meant that living in a war war world basically and and all those things i it was heartbreaking to see what he had to do in the end because that's how much he cares about the universe and you know i think i mean we've seen how much barry cares for people on the tv show and whatnot but i think like lauren said you know when we see this how the, the show is going to deal with it. i think we're really gonna it's not going to be so much about like who is the flash it is really like lauren said who is barry allen and i yeah i mean i i understand amy why you you know you and, and all as well as lauren you know why you know if, as this was you know maybe one of your first comments how it really captured you guys because it is i mean jeff Jones is one of my favorite writers of all time he is like literally one of the best even though he he like andrew said he like he leaves a mark when he touches a JLA character. <laughs> let's say that. Let's let's put it like nice and delicate. He put he leaves like a mark, uh, whether it's for greener rebirth or flash rebirth or whatever. Um, but like what he does in the story is, I mean, I can't even imagine how hard that must be as just one writer because I mean you're setting up so much. But yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I think that's all I can say. But I mean, again, I can't say anything as deep as Lauren Andrews said about it because, yeah, I, I this is why I should have prepared myself much, much more than I than I did. But uh, but Amy, what 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 is Flashpoint to you? I read Flashpoint 
about halfway through the first season of The Flash. It was it was it was honestly the first comic book, with the exception of Hush, that I read. And Hush, um, yeah. I, at that point, I'd only read half the comic. It wasn't that I didn't like comic books. Is that I was I honestly I didn't know how to read and enjoy them. Everybody, some people, I didn't know how to I didn't understand how to read a comic book in the way that for the medium affected me. And a lot of it came with just slowing down. And this comic forced me to slow down and I fell in love with it. And I think the thing that really honestly did help was that I was envisioning Grant Gustin as Barry Allen in this because we've always talked about how skilled Grant Gustin is at portraying Barry's vulnerability and his heart. And we've always talked about how that's the core of the Flash, both the series and the character is the heart that this show has. A heart that we don't we don't get in a lot of other shows, especially not in shows about an extraordinary person who can run the speed of light. You expect it to all be fun and games. But the heart that he brings to the show, it, it emanated from this book. And I... I think that that is a testament to the incredible writing of this series. And so just like what you said, Andrew and Lauren, the elements of sacrifice in this book are so profound. What Barry is willing to give up, how he's first at first, he's willing to give up ever trying to get home. He says, you know what? I can't try to fix that past because I've got a present right now that is, is (laughs) falling apart. I need to try to fix this one. And then when it comes down to it, he says, okay, well, maybe I can go back and fix the past because right now I can't fix the present. The only chance I have is by fixing the past, but that is going to mean giving up the most important thing in my life. And that's very hard for him because not only on top of every, you know, on top of the actual aspect of having to watch his mother die again and be a direct, be directly responsible for that. He, he's having to go back and actually he, he talks to her about it. And that's a scene, Andrew, you pointed out something I really, really, really hope that we see in this upcoming season. So he has to reconcile every all the choices that he's making and it is a Barry Allen choice. It's an absolute definitive Barry Allen choice that when it comes down to it, if the world that he has created destroyed lives, he will sacrifice his happiness for that. Especially if his mom, his mom gives him permission. She tells him you can, you can do this because that is, that is the kind of man that I would want you to be. And that makes yeah. me proud. And that's, that's an extraordinary moment. That yes, that and I, I wanted to come back to that. That that moment where it is such a he's the hero, he makes the decision, he understands what needs to be done. And like you said, it's Barry Allen. So his response to that is, I need to go tell my mom the whole thing. And I feel like that that is such a I mean, Jeff Johns is the guy who put Nora Allen on this horrible, you know, uh, you know, made the reverse flash responsible for all of this. But but to have Barry, he's going to do it, but mm-hmm. he still has to tell because he's Barry. So he needs her to know why. Like, he can't mm-hmm. just do it. And uh, I think that that speaks to so in the comics, Barry is defined by his mother being killed and in those moments like that, you realize that Barry is absolutely his mother's son. Even though the impression is that she was taken away from him before he became the person he's going to be that, that scene just plays so much to me as I, you know, 
it is his his mom is what shaped him into the person he is and i thought that was such a nice way of of giving credit to the character and again in the tv show we've had four scenes with her and and it's already clear that that's absolutely the case with the show too every time oh she's yeah screaming, i cry every time it's, it's yeah. it, it, i feel so sorry for that i'm like man every time you know you do a guest spot you know you're doing the same thing you're crying you're screaming you're getting murdered next time you guest star, yeah. you're crying you're screaming you're getting murdered the next time you're the speed for you're talking to your son next time you're crying you're you're screaming you're seeing reverse I almost kill you no but this time your son saves you and then it's like so I'm, I, I mean i'm just looking forward to her actually getting to smile and be happy like just do like regular mom <laughs> stuff. Be breathing yes breathing and like, <laughs> like you know i hope she's like just just enjoying life you know for how many episodes that she is alive in you know i just hope that whenever whenever she's about to go back to being that or not that we don't have to see her getting killed again it's oh my god i just realized yeah. she's the uncle ben she's the uncle ben of, <laughs> of of the flash we will keep seeing her getting murdered over and over and over and over again no matter how many incarnations or reboots or whatever there are of of movies and tv shows so it's like oh that poor woman <laughs> Now, looking back on the actual book itself, I wanted to kind of discuss some of our favorite moments and aspects. One of the things that I really fell in love with, and this is playing into a lot of what we were discussing, is I really liked Reverse Flash showing up and guilt-tripping Barry, playing the villain card, playing the you are the villain, Barry. I did not do this. This was all you. Because Barry Allen, in, in both the series and this book, they're very driven by guilt, Everything that's happened, Barry, when he realizes that he's a direct result of that, that he, or that, that everything that's happened is a direct result of the decision he's made, that guilt is profound. The fact that he is the villain, that that is a weight that he would have a lot of trouble bearing. And we see a lot of the sacrificial decisions that he makes, these sacrifices, are a direct result, not necessarily of his guilt, because I, I don't think it's it's very obvious. I think that a lot of times when we see guilt in characters in a in a comic, it's very obvious. It's very you know you see them feeling guilty. But I think that deep down, Barry does feel really guilty about what he did. And then Reverse Flash just sitting there rubbing it in his face, telling him, "You are the reason that all of this happened. All of this destruction and pain. That's on you." That to me, from a story aspect was really, really well done, as well as the whole aspect. I mean, you want to talk about, uh, for me, the Speed Force nerd moment. When he when he basically, what was the line? He says, um, you shattered time like a bullet on a window, and it was the people closest to you that were affected the most. That is an even deeper layer of guilt that Reverse Flash is digging him into. And so everything that we see Barry do is him trying to dig himself out of that aspect and i really that's just one of my favorite moments what about you lauren what what stands out for you from this comic um what stands out for me um i'm gonna segue off of barry allen a little bit and talk about thomas wayne i think that you know Please do. for me <laughs> for me you know, the Flash TV show was my first introduction to the Flash. I didn't know anything about him. I couldn't even tell you that that Barry Allen was his name. Like, that was just not a part of the comic book world that I was familiar with until this show. But I did grow up on Batman. I grew up watching the Batman animated series. I grew up watching all the Batman movies. I think my first 
the, my first movie of memory besides The Little Mermaid was Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson's first Batman movie. So, you know, I know who Thomas and Martha Wayne are. You know, unfortunately, like everybody else, I've seen them die like a hundred times in all of the movies, you know, the pearls falling in the street. And so I had no idea (laughs) that we were going to see a Batman iteration in this book. And so I remember when I was reading it, I was at a coffee shop, you know, I was sipping on a latte, you know, da-da-da, flipping through Flashpoint. And then it's revealed that this is not the Bruce Wayne Batman that we all know and love. This is actually Thomas Wayne because Bruce died that day. And my heart was like... Oh, oh my god I was I completely freaked out at really coming across that moment in this book and I think we can all probably say that the letter that Thomas writes to Bruce and gives to Barry to take back with him and that Bruce gets to read when Barry fixes the timeline is probably one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever read in comics. And I'm pretty sure I cried my eyes out at whatever <laughs> coffee shop I was at when I read this. So for me, it was the whole idea that that Thomas Wayne was alive, but that Bruce had died. That to me was incredibly profound and impactful. Andrew, what about you? What stood out for you? I know that I, I think we could all talk about basically Barry's sacrifice and the whole Thomas Wayne incident. Everything involving that is just so powerful. Yeah, and that's a credit to Andy Kubert's art too, because that that panel of reverse flash, right, standing there grinning, saying, What did you do? is that's like one of the all time I mean, that sums up the entire story. Um I'm a sucker for the speed force too, so I'm in love with the electric chair. Uh sequence of the book with yes i i mean it has everything like barry so rarely gets to be the kind of badass you know one-liner guy and uh he has the exchange with thomas where he says you know i light they say lightning universe strikes the same place twice and barry just says they say a lot of things now flip the switch and we'll find out it's just such a i mean the flash turning the tables on batman he's out cooling batman in that scene um but but just the the and then it, it, it fails. And of course, you guys know that I was on like cloud nine in the episode of The Flash where he lost it and needed to get it back by mm-hmm. being shocked. Um, and just the of him saying, I have to like, it doesn't matter if this kills me. I'm either a hero again or there's nothing left for me, which is uh, it, it's kind of an interesting thing because it is one of the situations that other heroes can't quite be in or it would seem like it would ring a little too untrue you know like if if it was superman it would be a little cleaner or if it was batman it would be a little grimmer but like barry wants to remember his his wife you know and then his and bruce who's his friend like he has very human attachments uh and then of course by the time he finally climbs up there the speed force is almost saying like you did it you know this was the trial that you need to go through to earn this and strikes him, gets all his powers back, and then the first words he utters are told you to Batman, which is, I mean, it was just, uh, those are one of the scenes that I feel like that's almost a, a short in the middle of a, of a bigger story. Um, and yeah, I just, the, the artwork through the whole thing, but it, yeah, I mean, the letter, I was crying my eyes oh, out. Oh. It was, uh, and then they, they, we got a call back to that in Rebirth, so they're making the most of that. Jeff Johns is coming back to that, but any moment that lets Barry be both uh, horribly traumatized and funny and cool. Um, well, they're hard to come by, I guess. So, yeah, one of my favorites. 
Andy, what about you? What stood out? Do you have a favorite panel or aspect of the story? Well, I was going to say the letter, but... Um... God, that letter. Oh. Sorry. No, it's it, no, it's no, it's so true, though. I mean, you want to talk about the artwork. That's the moment where I, I think I cried twice in the book. The first one is where he's basically... He's apologizing to himself. That panel where he's pushing himself out of the picture, stopping himself from saving his mom. That and then the actual panel where Bruce's eyes get all teary-eyed. And I just... I lost it. Because it is so powerful. It really is. And it's so it's so full of heart. And again, for me, I I guess I hadn't expected to feel that way in a comic. I, I know that other people had, but I'd never, I hadn't found that. And I think that it comes with me really falling in love with the character of Barry Allen first and then reading this book and just having so much ground to base everything on. Anyway, sorry, Andy, I interrupted you. <laughs> No, it's all right. I was just I was, I was going to say all of that. No, but uh, I mean, the, the, besides the lead, I mean, another thing that I cried about in the book was that, and you know, I mean, you know, because I mean, of course, you know, of course, I would say something like, you know, but I, yeah, I was kind of heartbroken when uh, West Allen was retconned in Flashpoint. Um, I was like, I mean, this was before West Allen even like you know came to life at what to what it is today, and so, but just seeing Barry's face, there's that one shot, like his eye, like you know, he looks dead when he sees that iris doesn't know who he is she's with someone else maybe that maybe maybe that's eddie in the comics whatever but like that he you know like you know not only has he lost his speed but he's also lost you know the woman he loves and all that so that was really heartbreaking but the letter i mean you know because he just gets you to think so much about think about how little batman actually gets back from all the things that he does for the world. Like, yes, he is, you know, traumatizing all the criminals in Gotham City, you know, which they deserve, you know, because, you know, you know, criminals, there are reasons, you know, there's reasons. Yeah. So, but think about how little Bruce actually gets back from being Batman. He does, I mean, he, you know, all he gets is hate from, you know, law, law enforcement because he's a vigilante and the, the people close to him will either die or come back uh, as an anti-hero like Red Hood or, you know, they will be uh, a prick of a son like Damian Wayne. So, you know, he doesn't really get much. But to see him actually get just a little gift, you know, he doesn't get his family back, but he gets at least something he can keep forever with that one letter knowing that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, we can only, you know, speculate what, what it said to that letter, but apparently he needed it. So much because it broke him. We don't, I mean, we don't see Batman cry a lot in the comics, you guys. I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, maybe that's only happened like three or four times as far as I remember. And just seeing that moment, it's like, you know what? Good for him that he actually got something. Because again, Batman is one of those heroes that, you know, yes, he's badass, he's cool, he has all the t- tech and the toys and the money and, you know, and all those things. But he doesn't get anything for it. He doesn't get the girl. He doesn't. He doesn't get to have any happiness. Yes, he has. You know, the Justice League. He has a pseudo family with the Robins and the Batgirls and whatever. But he doesn't really get anything back from the world. So that the fact that Barry was able to give him this letter from Thomas, that broke me. But I, that also felt like it was one of those things. Like I never knew I wanted this to happen for him until it happened. If that makes sense. That that's. And it goes exactly off the point with, with him with his mother saying, you know, I can't erase this and make it like it never happened. And she says it, it that won't 
it happened like one way or another, which is also a cool thing to say for like any time travel story that one way or another, this life together did happen. And Thomas gets to do that with Bruce, right? I mean, then Bruce gets to have that and somewhere out there in the world, his father knew what he became. I mean, that's just, and also damn you, Amy, for, cause I blanked, I make an effort to block out Barry chasing down himself and oh. pushing him and grabbing him and saying like just bawling his eyes out and the other him desperate. Ah, that's just they don't play it up, which I appreciate because they know that's just the most heartbreaking thing. And this needs to be yeah. a kind of happy. I'm sure DM didn't tell you to bring tissues because this is what oh. happens on this podcast. We we <laughs> we love each other, but we break each other too sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, man, that's yeah. So that's a moment that I really want to see. In this, in in the upcoming seasons, so skipping forward a little bit, since we're kind of getting on the subject, things that I want to see for this season, that's one of them. I mean, that 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 conversation between Barry and his mom, I think that that will happen in this coming season, where his mom says it's okay to make the decision to let me go. And then I think the other thing that I really hope we see is Barry is going to run back in time, stop himself, stop season two finale self. From saving his mom, then standing in the room and telling himself again through the door to not save her. So this Barry that corrects the Flashpoint universe, in my opinion, is going to have to do it twice at once. He's going to have to stop himself from running back. Then he's going to have to stand there in the, in the door and stop himself from the season one finale from right. saving his mom. So he's actually going to do it twice. <laughs> that so... is a huge emotional burden. I'm yeah. sorry for but laughing. I... I just realized that there was this awesome Photoshop image that someone did because you were talking about that, you know, that we're going to see pretty much free berries. Someone had, you know, made the photo and said, you know, in season seven of The Flash, there's going to be like 25 flashes in that, ro- <laughs> in that room. Like, you know, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't, don't, you need to do it. No, you should totally do it. No, you don't, can't, you can't do it. And I lost it. Um, I've laughed. I so sorry. I, you know, as you were talking about that, I'm starting to see, 900 grand gustans in a room just arguing with each other like we need to kill okay. everyone who's in favor of killing her raise your hand everyone who's in favor of letting her live raise your hand and meanwhile Nora's just sitting there going yep i'm going bad crazy um because holy crap why is this happening uh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but it was just you, you flashed it in front of my head that is something i'm really excited to see though so i, I think that those two moments those are going to be really crucial and i, I if there were two flashpoint moments that I think absolutely need to be done. It's it's that conversation with his mom, and it's it's the actual physical act of stopping himself from saving his mom. And I think we'll see both, but those are the two moments that if they need to get something right, I think that those absolutely have to be done. Andrew, what about you? What do you hope they bring in from the comic? What what are you thinking? And I, I have an idea for this. What are you thinking that maybe they were going to be lacking from the comic that I wish that they had in there? Oh, boy. Well... Yeah, I mean the lacking is a whole other uh, the surrounding. You know what? Um, I it is it does kind of come back to that, like the the ending of Flashpoint, and that is the thing that I'm I'm not even sure how I feel about it. Is from what we've seen of the show, it is going to be a much needed decision, right, mm-hmm. for him to 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 change things back to the way they were because so many things are so different, and obviously things go wrong, but. In in the comics, it is such a somber uh, moment. It, it, it's actually not really how these stories usually end, 
right? And and they, you get the happy ending after this as him, everything is kind of back to normal as far as he sees. But uh, I trust all of the showrunners to handle that tone and and Grant Gustin uh, to... It, it, it's almost a defeat is what I mean to say, that it is him failing uh, in a pretty spectacular way and, and taking it on himself that, yeah, in order for the world to be good, uh, my life can't be as good as it was. But then you're getting close to the, the realizations that he had previously in the show when he didn't want to risk it. Uh, you know, when he all he needed was a raised hand from himself to say, yeah, you know what? It is right. I shouldn't mess with this. Uh, so I'm, I'm mainly just curious to see how they actually handle doing something uh, in, you know, an actual adaptation that they've already kind of alluded to a few times. Because the the answer, I would assume, is that they do it in a, in a pretty different way that, that kind of feels the same. Uh, unfortunately, no Superman and, and uh, you know, no Cyborg is the hero of everything. But I am kind of excited to see the analogies that they come up with for those because that is obviously the fun i i doubt there will be a worldwide war uh that just decimates everyone led by oliver queen and canary or something um and i think as much as i, I think, would like to i think that's the challenge is that there's a difference in scale the decision yeah. that barry makes and the willingness that he has to make the sacrifice is based on the fact that he has been directly responsible for the death of millions billions mm. For the complete destruction of the characters of his friends, he has he has been responsible for all of that. So there has there's going to have to be some pretty big yeah. something big enough in this season that I don't think we know about yet that is going to affect everything and make him make it necessary for him to change the past. And I wonder the nerd moment. There's one point in the book where Eobard tells Barry, he says, to stop me, you pulled the entire speed force into you to stop me. And that's what caused him to be that bullet in the windshield. And so I wonder if when Barry went back in time this season to fix things, he's actually fundamentally altered the very nature of the speed force. And I can just imagine something along the lines of the entire world collapsing upon itself like the entirety of the universe is collapsing as a direct result of it. Cause that could certainly be, you know, a big enough reason to fix things. Yeah. We'll get another scene with not Joe, not Iris and not his mother again, that are the unknown beings ghosts. of the speed force. Yeah. Saying you blew it and we're all, yeah, no, that would, that would be, that would do it for me. I mean, they've left the science open enough that, well, they've already destroyed the earth once, I guess, but um, yeah, I mean, they've already kind of opened up the multiverse too. So I, I'm I'm excited. That's that's the biggest thing. Is I, it, it cannot be the same. It can be the most different thing in the world. But I know as soon as it gets bad, like I know that that's when Thawne shows up to say, "Look what you did." You know, to as it is the staring down the camera at the audience saying, <sighs> "You know, you trusted us and we got you here to the same point." Even though it looks different, this is exactly you know, and where we go from now is is. Again, like you said, small enough scale, it, it's big to him, mm-hmm. it, you know, those decisions from that point on. But, um, I d- I, hey, it would be great to see a guy in a Batman cowl shove a sword uh, through his chest. But I would be happy <laughs> right. if it was Joe, you know? 
Oh, but Joe was as Batman. I look. I I'm I'm <laughs> buying that. I'm buying that. Although we do have a Batman already in this universe. Um, his name is Oliver. Uh, no, okay. I'm not gonna go on that. But I mean, yeah. I mean, if anyone should be the Batman, I mean, we're not probably not gonna have a Thomas Wayne figure in in this adaptation of the story. But you know, if they needed to, just give a call to Stephen Miller, and I'm sure he can do. You know. He can play his green, you know, green Batman, whatever he's playing right now on Arrow. But uh, sorry, I mean, oh man, or get uh, or get Tommy to be the new Green Arrow. Oh my oh, God! I'm <gasps> just because just because I love him so much. <laughs> but you know what though? This is this is. I was talking about things that are missing. I think that the major crucial thing we're going to be missing from the Flashpoint thing, besides the scale, is the lack of a Thomas Wayne character. Because yes, we yeah. have Robert. Queen sort of involved. They did that on Earth too, where Robert survives and Oliver dies. But I don't think that that's. I don't think that we're going to see that level of Wait emotional involvement from Oliver Queen. So, or from the Arrow storyline. So I, I think that that's what's missing. And I, oh my gosh, I love the idea of of Tommy or or bringing in the, the Dark Archer somehow involved. Like I love the idea of. Ooh, that'd be hard. So Wait I mean, like who. Who is Barry's Bruce? Is it Oliver in in this? For Sadly. sure. It's Sadly. Oliver. For sure. Sadly, yes. And honestly, <laughs> I want to see Robert Queen pull off the arrow mask in whatever episode <laughs> they do this. Because Jamie Sheridan, the actor, I'm sure he would come back for that. And I think it would be great for him to pull off that green arrow mask and be like, Oliver Queen is dead. He died on the island. And I, I am living out his memory. And he holds up the list or something like that. Or he, play, mm. or he plays a news clip of, you know, from that one reporter in season one of Eric go, always going, you know, Oliver Queen is alive. And then this time saying, yeah. Oliver Queen is dead. Dead right. as oh. dead can get. Oh, no, wait, wait. Or, or Canary shows up. In the bodysuit yeah. and everything, and then takes the blonde wig off, and it's Quentin Lance. <laughs> I'm sure you know what Paul Blackman would look sexy as hell in fishnets. So. I don't doubt it. Yes, yeah, yes, he would. Corset. Amy, yeah, Amy, corset Amy, 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 don't, or, yeah. Amy, don't push it. Don't push it. That's, that's not that's not organic enough. Um, so we have a so we have a couple choices. I mean, Harrison Wells could play a Batman type yeah. character potentially because we don't know we don't know how tom cavanaugh is playing into the flashpoint season per se i mean i think he's going to be playing um regular harrison wells but he could be a thomas wayne type figure joe west could be a thomas wayne type figure obviously we could do Stephen amell or malcolm merlin or tommy merlin i really like the idea that 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 tommy could say like I'm the arrow because, you know, Oliver died at the hands of Deathstroke or something a little more tangible, something that, that we mm. would know as viewers, you know, or like Thea died in the Lazarus pit or she didn't get resurrected in the Lazarus pit. Something to that effect where we would go, oh, my God, we know what that looked like on Arrow and it didn't happen because of this. I hope we get personally, I hope that the four part crossover is Flashpoint is the whole as much as much as they can do from the comics, I hope that's what the Fortnite crossover is. You guys, do we do know? No, go ahead. No, no, you go. You guess first. <laughs> <laughs> do we know that Harrison Wells is super genius scientist? Harrison yeah. Wells in the Flashpoint. In the Flashpoint universe, no he's idea. probably back to playing. Uh, like he he's back to playing the version that was uh, JD's brother on Scrubs. 
<laughs> okay, that's perfect. Yeah, I would. Oh man, I would love nothing more if Barry showed up and realized this is all wrong, and the one person that can help me is Harrison Wells, and he's just some guy who didn't make it and has his, yeah. you know, wife and kids or something. I'm. What if? I think it'd be kind of cool because we all want to see more of her. What if instead of taking Sarah, Oliver takes Laurel on the boat? Laurel's the one who's. Amy, don't. Laurel becomes you're, you're the giving, You're giving me hope. What? Oh, because, because how, how, how emotional would it be for our Oliver to get a letter from dead Laurel? Oh, boy. I can. Or for Laurel to get a letter from dead Oliver. <gasps> Guys, what have so you... many options here. Amy, you, girls, what have you done? That would what be have really you done? Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. It's okay. So this isn't a very this has become a very emotional episode. This is what so, we do. We love each okay, other, wait, but oh, we hold hurt on. each other. Oh, hold on. Let's just put the perfect cap on this. The what should happen, obviously. Quindon is, and Fishnets. No, the green arrow pulls her hood off and it is Oliver's mother, and that is yes, the entire story, and then brings yes, the letter. Moira. I would I would that find would be so Moira hard. for sure. And if she's on set at all in the next couple weeks, then we'll know that's what they're gonna do. So we've all we've all got our game plan. I, I think that it's Laurel that becomes the Green Arrow because I would love to see her. Like, wouldn't it also be fun just to see her stab Reverse Flash with like? A yes, sword? that's not that's not who I want to see her stab. But you know, I I I can't. I I've only used I already used up my free uh, attack arrow for the for the for the week uh, session uh, session card. <laughs> and then we got Moira Queen. That would be and so, then would be we so have hot. Tommy Merlin. I mean, this is great. We just we just. They, they yeah. should just hire us. I bet there's certain writers who are sitting there listening to us going, these crazy kids. Uh, they have no idea. <laughs> Do the Wayne's World ending where they just pick one. Where they just go through all of the different versions and then decide which one does. Well, that's something. Where's okay, o- so- where October 4th? Where's October 4th? I need a damn premiere already. Uh, I mean, I want I just want to chime in, by the way, with some of the things that I hope to see with, with Flash, but not so much from the book because, I mean, I think it's become... I mean, I want to see those two major scenes that you know you guys have already talked about where he goes to himself and he says goodbye to his mom which you know probably should be the last time we see his mom on the show i think after this you know we need to you know let her go um and uh, but the thing i kind of hope to see with flashpoint is really a restructuring of the dc tv universe um and you were talking about the fact that you're kind of bummed that we're not gonna be able to see superman the way he was played in flashpoint but yeah. Could this be how we bring in a certain couple of Kryptonians um, that... Oh, com- I just got goosebumps all over Andy. It's, yes. Girl, it's what I do. It's, it's, it's in the Persian gene. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but um, no, I maybe this is how Supergirl... I mean, I think this must be how Supergirl comes into the universe uh, for sure. And, you know, and I, and I always said this before, you know, that this is also how I think that Captain Cole will be restored back to, you know to life um as amy cover your eyes i don't i know you don't like to hear this word but evil uh, and um uh, and also i think this is what i don't know what they're gonna do but something it has to happen with laurel lands whatever version we're gonna see of her as you know because she's now you know just like john barrowman is gonna be a you know say say regular on all three shows um which is why I'm kind of hoping that Malcolm does play something in Flashpoint. Like maybe he's actually just a good guy. Maybe he was just you know a captain who you know met a bad wolf and became immortal. I'm just you know, I'm just saying. Um, 
if anyone didn't know what I was referencing, Captain Jack Harkness. Uh, but yeah, I want to. I get Flash. The, the main thing I want to see with Flashpoint is. Look, I don't need to see Cyborg. I don't need to see the Shazam kids. I definitely don't need to see the Shazam kid get Shazam kids get killed by Wonder Woman as brutally uh, as it was in the book in the in the film. Uh, but the one thing that Flashpoint needs to do, not because I have grudges with a sh- certain green TV show on Wednesday nights, uh, or not because some deaths in this universe has bothered me, but because I think it would be fun that we restructure this universe. We do some different things. We bring back some people from the from the dead. You know, like Tommy. Even though I, Amy, which which of the Chicago shows is he on? Is it MD or is it Fire? Chicago MD. MD or Mad. 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 So you know, maybe you know, at least I mean, it would be at least fun to know that he is alive. We can bring him back at some point. Maybe Colin Donald can do a few guest spots, and maybe this is how they do something exciting with you know. Earth X Laurel, whatever one they use. Maybe this is how they bring. I mean, I just, I just want to see not necessarily retcons, but somewhat just of a different history for some of the characters. Um, that's my main way, main wish of Flashpoint is that do what it is, what it does in the overall story and what it does for New Fifty Two and DC Rewrite, which is a soft reset of the of the universe because i you know i think it will breed life into all you know new life into all these shows you know legends supergirl flash and arrow and that's what i mainly want to see and you know so it's not so much about like you know let's retcon this because it was stupid or, let's just do this because we can't no but i just want to see the fun of it all just kind of playing around with you know you know what it's a new game now you know we we're into season five of arrow season three of flash and season two of legends of supergirl I mean, Legends and Super. I didn't mean. <laughs> it sounded like I said Legends of Super. Although that would be a pretty damn good show. Uh, so, but that's that's my main thing I want from Flashpoint. And hopefully, we're gonna get that. I hope, and like Lauren said, hopefully that's what the flat and uh, the crossover is all about. Exploring this new. I mean, if this was what you were meaning, Lauren, that you know we're exploring this new universe now, like what you know the new status quo. You know who's back, who's not back, and what looks different, and what's old, and whatever, and so on. Do you guys have anything else you want to discuss about? the comic um, i think that was really well-rounded discussion no i think that was good yeah okay guys so um that was our discussion of flashpoint uh we hope you enjoyed it uh, hopefully you know if you haven't read it hopefully we haven't spoiled too much of it you know you can go still go buy it uh, you can go buy it on amazon or you know digital platforms or you know in your local comic book store uh, or you know go see the animated film which is on blu-ray and dvd um so, because you know we i, I don't think I think all of us, can, you know, can we can recommend it enough, both the book and the animated film. Like, you know, you're, you, you know, you will be amazed, you will cry, you will cry a lot, uh, you will geek out, and you will just have like it's one of the best DC comic storylines in their in their whole library. So if you haven't checked it out or read it, do so before the show comes back because uh, it's good stuff. So so we're gonna do some plugs and there's a lot of plugs because we're four people. So but Andrew, first of all, and thank you for coming on. Hopefully hopefully we'll see you back in the near future because um yeah, because I want you back more often if you want. <laughs> uh, but what, but what, tell people where they can find you on social media, your your work online, and anything else you wanna plug. Uh yeah, sure. You can find me writing uh, at screenrant.com. Uh, we also do the podcast among the editors there, Total Geek All, uh, talking movie, TV, comics, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew B. Dice, D-Y-C-E. Uh, I don't know why you would, 
but I do ramble on there sometimes and it is at times valuable. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, this is awesome. I, I love talking comics and talking flash and all of this stuff, uh, anytime. And in the interest of saying something nice, uh, about arrow for the arrow fans <laughs> out there. Uh, if anyone is interested, um, I spread it everywhere. I can go read, uh, the kill machine, and Outsiders War, uh, Jeff Lemire in the New 52. It's probably one of, if not the best Green Arrow story there is. So, yeah. And thank you guys again. I hope I didn't ramble too much. That was good ramble. Like, it's better ramble than I, you know, ramble that I can do. So, um, so yeah, that was good. That was good ramble. Uh, Superb rambling. <laughs> excellent uh, ramble. Um, you know, it was. It, it, it was. It was though. It was very uh, coherent and and. Uh, see the words that I'm trying to come up with right now. The rambling's not particularly good. I mean, you're always smart. It's okay if you have a break once in a while. It's totally fine. You're, you're good. You do good ramble too. Um, uh, Amy, where can people find you on the social media? Where can they find? Where can they hear you and see you ramble on a daily basis? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy underscore Marie ninety seven. You can also find me on tours at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. So if anybody is down in San Diego, you can come on and get a chance to meet and interact with some incredible animals and help save them from going extinct. Literally the best ever. Saving animals. And all you have to do is feed a giraffe. It's the best trade-off ever. So come on down. Shoot me up on uh, Twitter if you're interested and we will make something happen. And Lauren, where can people find you on the social media? Uh, as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Galloway. You guys also know that Andy and I do the Marvel Report. So for Hell anyone yeah, who's also fans of the Marvel Universe, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, came back last night. Uh, well, tonight as we're recording this. And it was an incredible premiere. So if you guys are into S.H.I.E.L.D., check out our reviews on the MarvelReport.com. You guys can also find me contributing to ComicBookResources.com, which is Twitter at CBR. And as you know, I will be recapping The Flash and Arrow when they both come back. And that will kick off the first week in October. And Andy, what about you? Where can folks find you online? Um, yeah, no, you, you guys can find me on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Andy Rebacht. And Rebacht is spelled B-H-B-A-K-H-T. You can like me on my public Facebook page, Andy Rebacht Official. And uh, you can check out all my work that I do at HeroCollow.com and TheMallPort.com that Lauren mentioned that we do together. We have a lot of... Sorry, I had to do this pun. Marvelous content coming your way. And uh, and uh, I love hot hot coverage because of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Ghost Rider is awesome, by the way. And uh, you can also find all the work that I do uh, across the DC Podcast Network. And I feel I forgot a plug. And that's, I feel I'm always the one with most plugs. So this is a bad sign. Something must be going wrong. Uh, but uh, but speaking of plugs, uh, you know you can find the Flash Podcast at flashpodcast.com where you can get all the latest news and information, photos, trailers, synopsis for the latest episodes of uh, of The Flash and also the latest episode of The Flash Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio uh, and um, if you have a few moments, head over to iTunes uh, head over to Five Star Review and, and write something nice and, and Amy who offered to offered last week, you know, if you label something nice, she will read it on air. Uh, but we, so, but we, because because we're running out of time, we will read next week on the on the last episode yeah. of season two. And this is a limited this is a limited edition offer. We're not going to do this yeah. long term, but through yeah. the rest of the hiatus, I would be glad to read ridiculous things that you guys post on iTunes. Exactly. As long as there, are how many stars, Amy? 
Five, exactly. Uh, you can hit, listen to us live and wired on the Mixed Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you have any questions for us uh, or about The Flash or the, the Flash TV show or the, or the podcast, email us at theflashbucket at gmail.com. And, yeah, I think that's it. Why am I forgetting plugs? I've been doing this for f- three years now, Andy. Come on. Okay, uh, once again, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. I'm probably going to try and steal you as often as I can. So, you know, expect <laughs> weird phone calls in the middle of the night. Be like, you know, hey, hey, you want to come, come and cry about awesome comic television on air with us? Um, yeah, I get creepy during the night. So, uh, but Cool, again, no, I get a ton of those already. So that's... <laughs> I, well, that must, but that must have been my Earth 2 doppelganger uh, trying, <laughs> but he didn't do it right. But again, thank you so much for coming on. And um, um, guys... Um, before we say goodbye, after the credit, uh, after the theme song, stick around because we do. Um, Amy, Laura, and I, we have something very special we want to share with you. So, so make sure you know it's our first, it's our first post-credit scene, you guys. So, so de- do make sure to tune in. But, but guys, that's it. For, you know, that's it for the regular episode of this week. We'll be next next week with the season two point five finale. It's the last episode. After that, season three. We're gonna talk, we're gonna cry, laugh, and talk about Flashpoint in two weeks. So, but first, we gotta deal with season two point five next week. So, for all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie. I'm Lauren Galloway. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Welcome back, guys, and for those who used to, who stuck around for our special, our first post-credit scene, if you want to call it that, and we have something, we have something very important we want to discuss, just the, the three of us. So, um, Lauren has something she wants to share with all y'all. So, Lauren, the stage is yours. Hey, uh, Flash Podcast listeners, I know that I haven't been on a lot of summer episodes, and a lot of that has to do with just wanting to take a break, you know, TV season can get really crazy, Uh, you know, for any of you who follow the TV season, you guys know just so many shows are premiering this week and next week, and, you know, it would be one thing if I just watched one show like The Flash or S.H.I.E.L.D., but I watch a bunch of shows, and part of that is for fun, but it's also my job. Which is very rewarding to be able to say that, you know, I can, I get paid to be able to write about these shows that that we all love, you know, that I would be watching anyway. And uh, I feel, you know, you guys also know that I was doing Legends of Tomorrow podcast last year, and I was doing the Peggy Carter podcast last year, and I was just doing a lot of, a lot of different things. And so real talk, I, I got very 
burnt out over trying to juggle just my personal life and my work life and my fan life. And so just kind of took a break this summer and I've been talking to Andy and Amy about what kind of role I would have on the show moving forward. And I think for now I will be uh, just kind of taking a back seat to doing episode reviews because I really want to pour a lot of my focus and attention into the reviews that I am writing for work through comic book resources. And that's definitely a priority for me, but no fear. I will definitely be around for crossover episodes. Uh, hopefully the musical episode, because as you guys know, I'm a huge musical theater geek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely for hiatus episodes, you know, there's always times when maybe the flash is on break for a week, but we love to record in those times. And that would be when I wouldn't have to write a recap for the show. So, you know, I'm not necessarily going anywhere, but you guys won't be hearing me every week. And that makes me sad. I wish that there was a way to watch the show and live tweet the show and review the show for work and do the podcast. But unfortunately they're not, I don't have any speed mirages that can do, you know, all those things for me like Barry Allen. So for now I will just be a kind of guest host, guest contributor um, with the intention of being around for crossovers and for hiatus episodes. And uh, yeah, I, just to share on that note, because uh, like you, like you said, you know, I mean, the free, I mean, to me, this has been the most ma- magical ride of my life when it comes to entertainment coverage whatsoever. And, you know, Lauren and I, we did have a lot of discussions in, um, in, the, in the summer and whatnot. And, uh, and look, in the end, you know, our, you know, personalized and health comes first. You know, it's important that we focus on things that, you know, you, you don't want to burn yourself out because I know what, what that feels like. I'm sure Amy has gone through that before and, you know, Lauren has gone through it. So, you know, it's, uh, but the best part is that this is this isn't really uh, this isn't goodbye. This is, isn't a farewell or you know complete departure because Lauren, there there is. I mean, look, you and Amy and I were. I mean, you guys mostly because you guys have you guys bring the magic to the show. They, they there would not be a flash podcast without Amory Hevdarowski or Lauren Galloway, Garrick, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I guess me, whatever. But so, um, we're definitely gonna miss you. Uh, but of course, you know, there's going to be so many crossovers this year and, um, I don't know, I don't care what I have to do if, if I don't care whatever block comes in the way, but you're going to be on the musical crossover because we're going to be singing together with the Supergirl radio people and we're going to have so much fun. And like she said, there's hiatuses. And so, but Laura, I, you know, just, you know, until next time, whatever, you know, I just want to, you know, thank you for all, all the great work you've done since joining this family, you know, I mean, you know, you're one of my best friends, you know, I, I would not have gotten to, to have this friendship with you if it wasn't for this podcast. So, you know, and, and you know, it makes me feel good. Lisa, we're not, we're not losing you. So, but I mean, heck, you and I working together every day anyway. So, um, but, but we also have like another set of news that we want to bring out. So Amy, um, we're getting a, we're getting a new sister, I believe a new host. Yes, we are. We are going to be adding Brittany Rivera to the podcast we're really excited she was back on our episode a couple weeks ago about oh, who was it iris who, who was the, it was iris's episode so we're really excited we have all known Brittany. she's been on a couple episodes before so we're really excited to have her on the podcast so everybody look forward to that she will most likely be on uh, starting this coming not this week but next week after that we're super stoked we love lauren to tears but having come from a place where I was working two jobs, I still am working two jobs. There comes a point where you got to take some time for yourself and do things like sleep 
and eating. Eating is phenomenal. Sleeping is excellent. So we absolutely love and respect Lauren's decision. We're going to miss her, but we are really excited for all that Comic Book Resources is offering for Lauren. And again, if you guys want to see Lauren's opinion on The Flash, you can read her weekly recaps of The Flash on comicbookresources.com. And also, guys, make sure you give uh, Brittany uh, a warm welcome uh, on Twitter. Go follow her at Kinda Movie Snob, and that's her Twitter handle. And tell you know, give her a warm welcome to the Flashbuckets family. And uh, and because yeah, she's gonna be, um, she's gonna be one of our new members of the of the family this fall. And uh, and so and we're really excited about. It. I mean, you know, I we had t- so much fun when she was on talking about Iris. So um, but yeah, but we just you know we thought we wanted to we wanted to address it to you guys in zone because um. You know, we love you guys. You know, without you listeners, there would not be a podcast. And um, yeah, but you know, but you you know, like I said, anything can happen. You know, I'm sure the three of us are going to be united on air in the very near future, unless Barry kisses another girl and goes back in time and f's up everything again. Um, so hopefully, not. Hopefully, we don't get flashpointed. Uh, because I can't live in a, I can't live in a universe without these two. So Barry. Just sit, Barry. Sit. Go watch the Kevin Smith episode and just sit. Uh, but, but, uh, but, Lauren, do you have any anything else you want to say to our listeners and um, you know anyone else who might be listening? Yeah, I. It's been incredible to be included on a show like this. Um, I think I said this in the episode that I was last on, which might have been the season two finale. But you know, it's been such a. It's it was the hundredth. Yeah. yeah, it's been such a treat just to be able to geek out with friends. You know, friends who aren't judgmental, friends who don't think you're weird because you're super obsessed with the TV show. Um, you know, people who are like minded like like this on the show, and even getting to know listeners who tweet us and you know send in your feedback it's been really awesome i think the the flash community is a really nurturing community and i think it's great that we can all celebrate a show that really just brings people together whether it's the cast or the crew or the fans um it always impresses me just how positive this fandom is so i will definitely miss recording with you guys i will definitely keep listening to the show even on those episodes that I can't be on. And yeah, for anyone who doesn't know Brittany, she is one of my closest friends in the entire world. She has great opinions. Uh, You know, she's very well read. She's very knowledgeable. I think she's going to be a really great addition to the show. So make sure you guys give her a really warm welcome on social media on her first episode. Well said. So with that, guys, we're going to say goodbye for this week. Um, To Lauren, we're going to say... Not goodbye, not for a while, but we're going to say till next time on the Flash Podcast. <laughs>